Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am unashamed. What about you? So, uh, as advertised, we have uh, another guest. This has been amazing. This has been the week of guests. Yeah, we've had we, every podcast we do. You know, normally we sprinkle in some guests, but it just so happened that this this particular uh, time everybody came through at the same time. So Plus multiple skill sets. That's right. <laughs> that's a little bit of everybody. You know, hamburger makers, duck call makers, <laughs> table makers, this table, you know, carpenters are artists. They, 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 yep. They draw things. You're like, the kingdom is made up of a lot. Well, of and we have, we have to send Jace out from time to time just to uh, have these awkward uh, run-ins with people to be able to have stories to tell on the podcast. He needs new material. So we have to send him out. Just, just say go. And then, cause when he comes back, it'll be the, something you've never imagined possible to happen yeah. to somebody. You know, is that not right? Every time like Jason- Kenny, Kenny, now where did this thing start in your life? You're, you're over there where Mississippi, no, North Carolina, <laughs> North Carolina, North Carolina. You're in North Carolina. Yeah. By way of I knew it was East somewhere. <laughs> so I did come through Mississippi. Yes. On the way here. But yeah. So you're over there. When did you first say how you had a moment? What, Oh, got look, I got a I'm in Jason's chair, so I get to tell a story. Okay. You do get to tell a story. Well, let me tell this story. Uh I was actually raised in an agnostic atheist family. Yeah. But even at age like twelve, I used to I used to sit down and uh watch Dr. Robert Schuler at the Crystal Cathedral on Sunday mornings because I knew something was there. You know, even though and sometimes I'd even get teased a little bit by the fact, oh, there's Kenny getting his church this morning. And uh, yeah. I'll never huh. forget. I reached out, wrote a letter, I guess, getting one from a little 12 year old boy. They weren't asking for any money or anything. And they sent me a cross and I wore that cross until I lost it in the Atlantic Ocean Life Garden. Basically, I wore it. Then I kind of went crooked, met a was an athlete just like you, Phil. Uh, yep. Played college baseball. Uh, ran with a rough crowd, and yep. uh, we. Because look, if people don't think athletes don't have a good time, they don't under. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll tell some stories later on. We'll share some back and forth. And uh, uh, long story short, married a wonderful woman. Been married to her for thirty five years. She was raised in a church. Probably the second time I stepped in the church was the day I got married. In it, was really glad I didn't catch on fire when I was up there at the at the front of the at the front of the place and. Uh, um, but then she put up with a lot. And in my early 30s, I got baptized because I thought, you know, that'd be a nice thing to do for her. And uh, But I remember I didn't want to do it in the sanctuary in front of everybody. It was almost like I was ashamed of it. Mm. You know, and it's funny, I'm on unashamed now, but That's I was right. almost like I was ashamed of it mm. a little bit. And, you know, and, and uh, maybe I maybe deep down, I didn't think I was worthy of it or yep. whatever the case may be. But uh, um, started my company in 1991 with five hundred dollars. And uh, this is where God starts working in my life. And uh, and I've deviated. You mentioned one time, Phil, on the podcast, you said, you know, as you get on this journey, you will zig and you will zag. That's it. Well, I did some zagging. OK, yep. there's no doubt about that. <laughs> we all do. Well, I did. I did. And. Uh, uh, so about 1991, I had been fired from a job, had $500 to my name, found a closed restaurant, found the people that owned the equipment, and uh, basically, long story short, got them to in-house finance me the equipment. And uh, I vowed I never wanted to get fired again. That felt horrible. And so I wanted to control my own fate. And uh, once again, not a not a strong Christian at this point at all, but had a good work ethic. And I'd followed all these professional speakers that had always said, hey, if you are passionate and you work hard, you'll be a big success. Well, I said, you know what? I can do those two things. And uh, Karen and I had had our first son, Andy. So I, I got the restaurant. I uh, finally got a lease. I had to beg to get a lease and uh, named it after my son, Andy. And back to that lease thing real quick. Y'all, uh, y'all get a kick out of this. So I, I called 
some people I knew who had money because I had to have a cosigner on the lease because we know about cosigner. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's I how we have start. a cosigner. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they all they all were like, "Ooh, that's that's probably the worst lease I've ever heard of." Uh, I can't I can't step out on that. And uh, finally called my father in law and asked him if he'd cosign, and he said yes. And I thought, wow. You know, that's amazing. He believes in me. But then I found out later, I think he was really afraid we were going to move in with him. I really think that's the reason. He said, we'll give him a shot right now. Let him, let him start to get He was basically just yeah. co-signing to keep you money out of He was he, keeping him at arms. Yeah, he was this. covering his bases, bud. I'll tell you that right now. But, I like it. So anyway, in 91, I, you know, I opened up, I worked hard. I worked open to close, cooked every burger from 10 in the morning till 10 at night and uh, did that seven days a week. And uh, I was in a mall. And uh, so we did get off a little early. So on you Sunday. highlighted burgers, highlighted burgers, burgers. cheesesteaks, full service. So I had wait staff, but I only had four tables and 16 bar stools. I had a little tiny spot. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you were the guy in the kitchen. You oh, were. I cooked everything. I, yeah. I, matter of fact, I would race to the back and the burger that I burnt, I would eat that. That was my lunch. You know, if yep. I burnt one, I'd keep it in the corner and I'd eat that crunch burger <laughs> in the back. And, uh, um, well, anyway, so at the end of, end of 91, I looked up and I'd actually done three more deals because I had this idea that if I built more stores that we would have name recognition, brand recognition, and thus people would come and eat with us. And at the end of year one, I was 35,000 behind on my food bills. And, um, I, at, passion, if you back then, Phil, if I'd have bumped in and you said, hey, man, how's it going? I'd have given you 30 minutes of the best of how it was going. I was passionate. <laughs> I mean, I was fired up about what I was doing. Yeah. I was, I had the second coming of burgers, if you will. It was fresh, and I, you know, and uh, but I was failing. I was 35000 behind on my food bills, and I'm riding home one night, and, uh, and finally I'd kind of hit that wall. I was tired. You know, feet ached a little bit, standing on that hard floor, cooking that food. All it smelled like onions and peppers from the cheesesteaks we cooked, and and you were basically uh, working your tail off. I was working my butt off and, <laughs> and not winning. Yep. And I wasn't winning. Because you, yeah, you're below the line. You're below the Mendoza line, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were, you know, now, once again, I was positive and all that, but I was running home finally, and I missed a family reunion, and I'm missing my son grow up, basically, too. I'd catch him for an hour or so in the morning, but he'd be in bed when I got home at night. So I'm just kind of having a little pity party, and I swear, y'all, this is the first time God really stepped in on me. And you would think it would have been enough to make me really leap in. I heard a voice, and the voice is as clear as I'm sitting in front of you today, and it said, hey, man, it's not about you. So what do you mean it's not about me? I'm the guy that's not seeing his child. I'm the guy that's not really being a very good husband right now. I'm the guy that's, what do you mean it's not about you? What have you done for others lately? How have you served them? So I got home that night, and I stared at the ceiling for about an hour, Finally dozed off, got up the next day, changed the direction of the company. Said, you know what? And started announcing it out loud. Guys, if you do a great job, I will sell you that restaurant. I'll make you a franchisee. I will help you become successful. And I'm proud to say that here we are now at 120 plus restaurants in multiple states. And I've still got over 50 to 60 former minimum wage employees that own their own stores today. Well, you know. Now, here's the cool part. Six months later, we were in the black. Hmm. Six months later. Now, once, once, again, it, once it wasn't, that's a pretty good sign, Phil, but I wasn't in yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't all in yet. I was, like I told Al, I said, I had about 75% of my chips in, but I wasn't all in. And yeah. then anytime we ever struggled, it was when I made it about me. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that franchisee did that. I can, and I had some people around me that loved me. Because I have, I have my staff, bless their hearts, they've been around for average over 20 years. And they, they enabled me, if you will, on my pity party sometime. And then we would, the company would struggle in 08, 09. It was a tough time when, when the economy went down. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, sure, let me tell you how I ended up at this table. Because this, this was the conversion. So 2019 October, former baseball buddy of mine, Billy Godwin, he's a head coach at UNC Greensboro now. He was getting married. And he asked me to marry him. Well, my first response was, I think we can get somebody a little bit more qualified than me. <laughs> to, now, think about your previous life, Phil, if you'd have had a friend. Now, I wasn't quite where you were, okay? I would say that. <laughs> but if somebody had said, hey, Phil, how about, you would have probably said, can we get somebody a little more qualified? And uh, But I thought about that thing, and I took it serious. 
I actually went online and became ordained, which you can do for about 40 bucks, by the way, okay? (laughs) And matter of fact, I closed the wedding with, by the powers invested in me and the almighty internet, I now pronounce you husband and wife. One of my my nephews said he took it upon himself to go in and to get me for 35, 40 bucks, you know, get me. To ordain you. To ordain me, and I'm like, I don't even know whether that's legal. I do. I it's you, pro- I, it's I don't even have to be on the premises. Well, sadly, sadly, it, even it even to sad. do it locally, it doesn't take much. I mean, if you go down and sign a paper at the courthouse, you don't have to show any qualifications, anything, and then you're you can do weddings. So, so if it helps your feelings, any, right. I, I'm not I'm not legally a preacher. Well, <laughs> as long as the check doesn't bounce, you can be one here when we leave today. I believe as <laughs> long as the check clears, you're good. Hey, I'm not sure I want to start any internet churches with the So with pick it up from there. So Well, so so here we are and and I had really started to work on myself. And I did it privately. I didn't even share this with my wife. I didn't share it with my close friends or the people. I just started to God started to work on me is what happened. Yeah. And uh and that was well, so now kind of flash forward uh, to around February, right before the pandemic, that same guy who I married, he had a stroke and he's about three years younger than me. And uh, and uh, he was down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. They had an opening weekend series with multiple teams. And and uh, I found out on Sunday, I didn't go watch him, but a friend of mine texted me, said, said our friend had had a stroke. And uh so I got at, told my wife, I said, hey, honey, I'm, I'm going to be going to Myrtle Beach in the next half hour. If you want to go with me, I'd love to have you and hop in the car, but I got to go see him. And uh, I gave her 45 because that's what we do for, for our wives is we, she was not ready in 30, but I gave her 45 and yep. fed her on the way down too. So, she, so she'd be happy. And, uh, but long story short, as we're riding down there, I started thinking he was a scout the year before for the Yankees. He would have been in a hotel going to scout teams without all those people around him. And he may have laid in that bed till the nurse, I mean, until the uh, maid showed up to clean the room. And y'all know as well as I do, if you have a stroke, you got about a two-hour window to get that shot to reverse it. And he might have missed that window. So that I started thinking about that. And as we were riding, Karen looked up the hospital and said, Kenny, you're not going to believe this. It says, North Myrtle Beach Medical Center, we specialize in strokes. And that's where he was, and that's where he went. So he was at the best facility he could have possibly been at. And I don't know. I just got real emotional. I walked in the room. He had tears in his eyes. I had tears in my eyes. And look, now, you, we are two alpha males, too. I may tell you. I'll go ahead and share that with you. But we were both, you know, we make sure to say I love you, brother, all the time when we hang up the phone together. Now, unashamedly, I might add. But uh, walked in the room, and I was just emotional. Well, let me tell you where y'all come in. So while I was on that path of working on myself, before I'd go home at night, I'd go on YouTube and watch a Duck Dynasty episode. This will make you feel good, Phil, because I know I know there's some parts of that experience that <laughs> kind of make you roll your eyes from time to time, but this will make you feel good. Because I would watch it, and the prayer and the voiceover at the end, I would, I would close my day of work with that and walk in my house with a smile on my face. Hmm. And I, like I said, I was in the process of God working on me and me working on me. Well, then underneath that on YouTube— this podcast popped up. Well, right before I saw, I started watching that instead. And, uh, and Al gave his email address out on there one time. And uh, do you remember doing that? Al? Stupidly? Yes. yes. I do. But no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, it was a God thing because <laughs> I got that. <laughs> Billy had his stroke. I had your email and I just said to myself, you know what? I'm ready to go all in. And I love that family because they're authentic. Mm-hmm. They are 100% authentic in their faith. And I'm just going to fire an email out to that address that he, that he stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> I say that lovingly. No, I know. And I send it out and I thought, I'll, I probably won't get anything back. But something's telling me I got to reach out to them. I, that's, that's who's got to baptize me. And um, within 24 hours, I'll responded. And I knew you did your homework. Because I knew you Googled our restaurants and whatnot and probably making sure I was who I said I was. Well, and uh, your your story, I mean, the short bit you gave me intrigued me because, you know, I knew if you had had the wherewithal to have a chain of restaurants, that you were the sort of person that would impact people. And not meaning that we all, anybody can impact anybody, but I knew you had a wide range. And I thought, I, I at least want to 
find out what, who this guy is and what his story is. And so that's what compelled me right. to, to respond once I read it and checked you out. Let's, let's take a quick break. It's a wonderful story. Thank you. So, Kenny, uh, you're, you and I are about the same age. You're a couple years older than me. Slightly older. Slightly older. Yes. Um, do, do you get some aches and pains? Is that, <laughs> you're a I literally athlete. just got up a minute ago and, and wobbled. Yes. <laughs> I saw. I heard creaking. I thought it was that chair you were sitting in, but I realized you were doing the creaking. I was the creaking. <laughs> so uh, one of our products we talk about a lot, you may need to give this a try, is uh, Omega XL. Dad and I both take it. Basically, it attacks inflammation. And these folks, the McQuillans that came up with this, she's a doctor and she's amazing. I, my phone conversation with her was amazing because I learned more about inflammation and pain than I ever knew before. But they, they wound up harvesting, growing and harvesting mussels in New Zealand that produce this oil that is the base of the product. So it's wow. natural, you know, and it, but it attacks inflammation. And we've been taking it for a while over a year and it works so much so that, you know, we, we're probably going to do some, some work for these guys and talking about their product. So what you do is you want to check these guys out. You go to omegaxl.com slash fill. You're going to buy a bottle and then they're going to give you a second bottle free, which is two months worth of their product. And it takes about eight weeks for your system to for really start working. So it's perfect. They'll get you where you need to be. Omegaxl.com slash fill, or you can call them. 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. OmegaXL.com slash Phil. You responded right back. And then once look how all this stuff falls out. So here we are in late February. I look at the date. My actual birthday is March 15th is on a Sunday, which is the day to be baptized on. So I thought, perfect. That fell out. That yep. fell out just right. Yep. This must be. This must be real. Um, Al and I had contacted through email a couple of times, and he was like, "Come on down." Well, then around March twelfth, the world ended. You know, when <laughs> the you're country in a, shut down. <laughs> yeah, the country shut down from the microbe, and uh, oh, yeah. and so the fifteenth was coming up, and I knew I had to get in the car and start heading this way. And uh, so we called the church that morning on a Friday morning. And they said, "Yeah, we're going to be open." And I said, "All right, I'm coming." And Al and I had still not talked. I found out later you were meeting your new sister at that point, so I give you an out on that for not really responding to me quickly. Okay, <laughs> had a little bigger issue that you were that, bigger issue that you were dealing with there than uh, the hamburger guy from from Mount Olive, North Carolina. But uh, but anyway, so I start driving and and uh, and get to about Birmingham, decide to check my emails, and sure enough, and that's how I ended up down here and uh, ended up with you guys. And then Phil, you took me out in that river and and. Uh -huh. And, uh, well, we found, we found Kenny's number cause I didn't have his number. We were just emailing. And so Lisa tracked him down somehow and we got his number. And so I called him, I'm driving home from Branson Friday night. And we had just decided, I just got on phone with Mike and we decided we weren't going to meet Sunday. I mean, the church was, we were shutting down and we were just going to live stream. So then I remembered that Kenny was coming. So I called him basically to say, don't come cause we're not even meeting. And y'all weren't, you know, the university was shut down as well. And I said, have you already left North Carolina? He said, yeah, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> and I pulled off an exit in Birmingham. I, I, I said, yeah. well, you're almost here. I said, well, come on, and we'll figure it out. Just just come on, come to the building on Sunday, and uh, we'll figure out what we're going to do. And so he did. And uh, and it was ironic because we were talking about that on the last podcast. We didn't – the first day I was going to preach my sermon, but then everything was like – we felt like we had to tell our church what was going on. We didn't know how long we were going to be locked down. I mean, everything was just up in the air. So Mike and I just sort of did a, we're going to be okay through this right. type lesson. We're going to trust God. We are going to try to protect our vulnerable people because we got older people here. So we don't want to give them this thing if they're going to, if it might kill them. It was all still so fresh. And so Kenny happened to be here that day because he's ready to, to get his life going and, you know, to basically right. complete what God had been doing all this time. Right. So he's there. He's got his camo T-shirt on with his. That was my staff. They gave me a new one. It had, had, I got like, a new it had one. his like your birthday on it or something. It, or, it had Peter, it the verse from Peter. Yeah, uh, a baptism and my birthday across yeah. the front. That's yeah. right. Yep. And so he was there in that audience, and like I said, we only had just a handful of people. And uh, so after it was over, I said, "Well, I said, Dad's not here because you know he's out on the river." And uh, I said, "Do you want to be baptized here?" I said, "I'm baptized in the baptistry here." I said, "We can run down to the river." 
and, and do it down there, you know, which we don't do a lot of river baptisms anymore. And so Kenny was like, I'd like to go to the river. I needed the river. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I like your choice. I did. I needed the river. And, uh, so we went, so we came out and, uh, it was high water. It just, you know, we've had high water five years in a row. Oh, yeah. So it was this week, you know, five I mean, a year ago. So we had the same high water today, and uh, so we just went down there right off the road. And um, of course, Kenny, you know, you, I don't know if you had what you had waders on because pretty still water still pretty cold. Yeah. So we put a pair on Kenny, and uh, we cinched him up around the waist because the idea was is that. You're going to get wet up top, but maybe it won't go through. But that did that. Let, let, all right. There seemed to have been a little controversy on the podcast. Uh, first off, Jace thought I was a wimp because I went out there with waiters on. Uh, what he doesn't understand is the walk out there was great. But as soon as I went under, the water rushed in to the <laughs> and it was by and the my, way, it was cold. We, had, uh, we were in the middle of a cold oh, snap yeah. that well, way. I don't. You may not remember this, but my feet popped up and my body was down. So you were struggling to get me out. I figured God needed to just keep me down there. We need this guy to stay down here just a hair longer. Some we need- people are so bad. We hold them under for a little longer just to make Sometime sure. Sometimes the the new birth it, it has certain. Uh, Certain uh, ups and downs, that, that, that as, as well as his original birth from his mother. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's painful for everybody. Involved. Some come out easy and some yeah. come out difficult. But I like the idea that you were born again on your birthday oh, from your mother. Oh, it was mother. awesome. It was, it was his perfect. Re-birthday. Oh, that's cool. It was cool. perfect. And and you know when <laughs> when the water rushed in and when you pulled me back up, you know I think I told you when the, I was baptized in my thirties, I didn't even want to do it in the sanctuary. Yeah. First thing I did was ask Al, because Al took a video. I said, do you mind if I put this on my Facebook page? And I've got 5,000 or so people on there who follow our company and follow me. And I plopped that thing right on there. I was totally unashamed. I wanted everybody to know there was a new Kenny Moore in town. And- listen, listen to this, Kenny. At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, when God becomes flesh, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Listen to this. He saved us through the washing of rebirth down on that river and renewal by the Holy Spirit whom he poured out on us generously through Christ Jesus our Lord. That's just in Titus. You know, John 3, 5, you must be born again. Titus 3, 5, that way it's easy to remember, ladies and gentlemen, 3, 5, 3, 5. Titus says, the washing of rebirth, your faith moves you to say, I need to be reborn again. Right. I need you to have the washing of rebirth. You say, it's a cool thing, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it is. Let me give you a neat postscript about how God's worked with us on this too. So I leave here on fire. I think I will tell you, I was like hugging him. I love you. You know, and he's like, I had to get this guy off of me. Get him out of here. He's a little crazy. And, but I drove, I think we, I left about noon mm-hmm. and I drove to Mount Olive, North Carolina that day. I you mean, gotta, I did. You got to remember, you Bur- just flung all the way. I was you, you, gone. From now on, you'll be the burger man. The burger man. <laughs> did I not call yeah, that? Yeah. What, what you got to remember is weirdness is in. Dude. Yeah. Well, I, I want to tell you because I want I want all your listeners out there to really hear Not this. that you're weird, but I'm I, I, no, I'm, a, I'm a little weird. It's okay. <laughs> he owns you it. Could, you could use that with me. But I, I, I want you. So March 17th, the governor of North Carolina shut down our stores. So this is two days later. Yeah. I had a peace about me that I've never had leading this company. I had a calm about me. And we have a way of communicating through through video. And I, I just yeah. would do video saying, guys, stay positive. We got this. And and our stores are mostly in strip centers. So we didn't have drive through So we were really, really going to take a hit. Listen to this. The end of March was brutal. April was really tough. May, we were down same-store sales a little bit. June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, same-store sales 
increases. Hmm. Our sales went up in a pandemic. We were so much more successful this past year than we were in 2019. It's frightening. Yep. God yeah. is good. <laughs> God is real good. Yes, yeah. sir. And 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 I I now because here's the guy that when he was 32 that didn't want to get baptized in the sanctuary. Now not only not only do I do I wear this, if you will, and uh, literally on a tattoo on my arm, this love philosophy of love your neighbor, but I'm putting it on our restaurants. I'm putting Corinthians and Galatians on the side of the wall without putting the scripture up there, but I want people to ask questions and, and think about it. Just like you just described, duck call sales, it hits from the same time frame you said, the same months, and it starts, and look, here's duck call sales. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, let's see, if you get a viral infection, a pandemic, that's good for duck call sales. I said, why would that be good for duck call sales? <laughs> I said, I guess the Almighty says, that's right. don't worry about it. Just Cause, so, uh, uh, Somebody stoning them said maybe more people stay at home or what? Or going outdoors. I, I don't know. There's a lot outdoors. of theories about it. Let's, let's take another break. So, Kenny, have you ever done a uh, one of these ancestry dot com? Yes, checked out. My wife is huge on it. So uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. find out I got a lot of Scottish in me. Ah, uh, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That, that may be where that language you had to work on is. Maybe that's some of your Scottish, a little hit. Irish and Scottish. So that's a double whammy. And <laughs> all, right all of the Robertsons, the Robertsons, Scotland, Scotland, yeah. Scotland. Yeah. I asked him. I said, "Well, what kind of name did we leave once we started coming to America?" He said, "Both good and bad." <laughs> <laughs> he, had the, he had the kilt. Uh, he had the, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Dad went. Dad on the show. They went to the to, to the museum. Yeah, where it was actually, you know, it was like our fa our clan. Yeah, we were the McDonalds. We were a substructure of the Robertson. I said, "Dude, you stay in America for a couple of hundred years." I said, "This is what you end up looking like." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "He wasn't sure to think about that." But we wear pants. Hey. <laughs> so it's really it's really interesting. I love the idea of finding out where you come from. It's just something about mm -hmm. that. So Ancestry.com uh, is a great place to be able to do that. Check these guys out. We found out, you know, through Ancestry.com that we had a sister. Or she found out she had a, some brothers and a dad she didn't know about. So obviously it means a lot to us. So if you want to learn more about your ancestry, go to Ancestry.com slash Phil, and you get to start your free trial. So it's Ancestry.com slash Phil. Check it out. There's a lot. Duck call sales along with burger sale. Well, you take yeah. hamburgers and duck calls. What else you want? Could it? Could it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> could it? Maybe. Uh, in all that. Could it, might, it might be that if if the verse that says, if I can trust you with a little, I can trust you with a lot. Mm. You know, the mm -hmm. idea that the surrender is you, you spoke up for me, whether it was going to hurt your business or help your business, right. you didn't know. And yet you did it. Of course, I love what you're doing with the stores. With the and that's what the shirt yeah. is, right? Yeah. The shirt By the work. way, uh, the atheist would say, "Well, you were just lucky." And and I raised my hands and, "What about me?" He said, "You were lucky too." <laughs> but I mean, how much luck do you think? You look up and you're like, "Life is good." Well, I mean, we're <laughs> every day. I go on my computer, which, by the way, Phil, Al is convinced that I am the younger version of you when it comes to technology. But anyway, I do know how to go on a computer, <laughs> and I'm reading about restaurants that are chapter 11 bankrupt or un gone under. And these are players that are a lot bigger than our, than us. And yep. so, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I can't just put it all off. And it's not my fabulous leadership. It's, this is God's business and he's, he's helping us yep. right now. But the spirit that, that resonates within, within the company right now is, is amazing. It really is. It's amazing. And well, it, you know, it's ironic that uh, we had on the podcast yesterday, the whole thing that Noah does now, he's an artist yep, and he's very successful artist. I mean, he's in California. He's done all these big contracts for all these big Disney and all these people, but his passion, as he described on the podcast yesterday is, is working with people having their business. He, he said, he, he take your company and turn it into a cause was the way he phrased mm -hmm. it. I yep. thought it was brilliant. And then we had, you know, it you, we had you on the podcast today cause you happened to be coming through but you're an example of just what Noah was talking about on the podcast 100%. yesterday mm -hmm. of someone that says, and it fits all three of us, whether it be those artists yesterday, uh, uh, my, my daughter's husband is an artist. 
whether it's these prints, you know, yeah. everybody has their own thing. Everybody's worth something. Yes, right. Some people can draw ducks on a page, can can look at things differently like an artist. Some people are good at burgers making. Mm -hmm. Some people are duck call makers. You're yeah. like, well, that's a strange bunch to all come together <laughs> under one head. Jesus Christ. I'm like, I don't know the workings of it, but I'm just watching it. Yep. It's pretty awesome to watch. I, I'm not sure that I've, I've told the story on the podcast before. Um Kenny probably know before I would, because we do so many, I forget the stories we tell. But I still remember vividly the time when Dad sort of went public. Because, you know, he was doing a lot of DU banquets early. I mean, he's a Christian, mm -hmm. and, you know, he, he's he's sharing with people, but it's mostly individually or at church. And so he hadn't really, you know, you get in these DU things, and it's just a drunk fest, most of them. You know, we quit doing them after a while. Just yep. You know, they're doing it to raise money. I get it. But, you know, it's just not – it's hard to put a godly conversation. So we were in New Orleans, and Dad was speaking. Uh, they had, like, a main stage. And so they would have these seminars. You know, so all these hunting guys would – get up and tell about how to cast or, you know, tell about this or this product or that. So dad was the duck call demonstrator that day. And so he gets up and there's, there's about four or 500 people that have gathered there to hear him. And so he goes through his calls and man, it's good. And, and it's mostly Cajuns and people from mm -hmm. that area down there in New Orleans. And oh, yeah, duck come out, eat good, you know. And they're, they're like, you know, but everybody's drinking their Budweiser. And so dad's standing underneath this big sign. I was a teenager. So it was, wasn't long after you were converted. And it said, Anheuser-Busch, king of beers. And so dad, you know, he gets to his duck calls. And I'm seeing he's kind of gathering up his stuff. And that way he's wrapping up. Because, you know, I'd seen him do his, his duck call speech. But then I, I saw something clicked in you, you know, and you pulled your Bible out. And it got just deathly quiet because <laughs> everybody's looking like Not really expected it. Exactly. <laughs> they got their beer. And he brings out the Bible. And I'll never forget what you said. You pointed up. You said, you know, Anheuser-Busch. He is the king of beers. He said, yeah, I used to drink a many of one back in the day. I was romping around stomping. He said, but I, I discovered something from this about the king of kings, and it changed me. And then he just shared the gospel. And it was kind of a short awesome. version because it was kind of the wrap-up. And so you know, I was shocked he did it, you know. Right. And they were, too, because the beers were behind the leg. And everybody's like, <laughs> kind of awkward. It got quiet. It got real quiet. Dad's been known to shut down parties, you, you know. buzz kill Phil. Yes. <laughs> so he, he walks off, and they're not quite sure, well, do we clap? Do, what, how do we respond to this? And there was a guy there named Paul Dubasson that was our rep in New Orleans. And Dubasson, he come running up there, and he said, Phil, Phil, you can't do that. You can't do that. And, and dad's like, do what? Do he said, you can't mix your business and your religion. You lose both. Uh, and, and, and that dad looked at him and I remember dad saying, he said, do were you not listening to what I was talking about? You not hear me talk about dead men coming out of the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, if it wasn't for Christ, I'd had no business. And, and then, uh, what I realized in that moment, looking back all those years ago, it was 40 years ago, is that dad took a public stand, right? that this is who we're going to be. And so the culture at Duck Commander was always Christ first. And duck call sales, they ebb, they flow, they do good, we eat, we try to make a living. It got so bad not long after that that, that that's what sent me to seminary mm -hmm. to be a preacher, which was all part of my plan because sure. we couldn't afford to feed three right. families. So God blessed us in that whole thing. But I really think in our podcast audience, it's a great discussion to have, because so many people wonder, you know, how public do I go all the way? Yeah. I mean, it, it's who we are. And so there's no there's no holding back. From that one session, five different preachers in the denominational world said, would you come to give that speech where I am down here? They come up with a whisper, right? Just like yeah, they would say, would you come? He said, no. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'll do it. So... I would go to the next one, and then I would get two more asked me to go to the next two, and then I would there go to that go. one, and then more. And that went nationwide at the speed of light. Yep. Yeah. Then I just started traveling around for about 15 or 20 years. Speaking of wild game mm -hmm. banquets. And, and look, you know. look it just, and we looked, and we just looked up one day, and duck call sales went out the roof. Mm -hmm. I'm like, then here comes TV people showing up. Now we have a, <laughs> you say, none of us were playing. All we did was speak out, go right. forth and speak out and point people to Jesus. Well, the internet rumor was, Dad, that you had a... I didn't expect 
the rewards to be as substantial as they well, were. They said you had a PhD in marketing. That was the internet room. <laughs> you know that old dude down there with the beard? He's got the that's all just an act. Really? I am a C-plus man <laughs> through and through. <laughs> Trust me, in junior high and high school and college, you say, what, what, what stood out about you? C-plus. Well, you're a plus ahead of me, okay? <laughs> well, I told them when they said, man, you know, C-plus, is that it? I'm like, I'm smarter than half of <laughs> <laughs> So that was – Dad always used to tell us, he said, boys, you can be smart and act dumb. But you can't go the other way. Yeah, that's right. You, know, yeah. you, you can't be dumb and act smart. <laughs> right. you know, I just tell them up front, I'm a C plus man now. Don't get thinking I'm gonna be. I'm, I'm not. It won't. It won't get that high. Now look, I promise y'all that last year when you did that, I promise you, I'm bold. Okay, I, like I said, I put it on our restaurants. The love your neighbor that I have on my arm, and I'll, I love what you're doing. I'll put it on. I'm putting on some words on the restaurants. Yeah, tell, tell people, about the. the let's yeah. ta- hang on, let's take another break. Yeah, tell them about that too, Kenny. Yeah, well, the 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 love your neighbor. Let me get that over there on the camera. You can see it lit up. Yep. Um, yep. And also, that's going to be on. Turn the side. a little more. Yeah. There, there we go. go on the side of the building as well. And uh, you read those words because I, I think that. Yeah, the words are pretty pretty interesting, uh, Phil. I think you might know where they come from, especially uh, in this in today's culture. Yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, grace is on here for one. Look, I, I had a, an epiphany on that, and you you guys can take this one and make this one your own. Because what what was that again about a uh... an original thought is a forgotten source. Okay, so you can forget that I told you this and make it your own. Okay, I guess is my point. But uh, when I tell our young people, see that's that's what I feel like I'm trying to impact because they still look at me and they they you know they. They, I guess they like the way I lead and, and I have an impact on them that even their mom, the dad, or maybe their preacher wouldn't even have sometimes. And, yep. and I tell them about love your neighbor and, and what that means. But I finally have the verb. Okay. You think about it, all the IST words that we deal with now, you know, you, if you're a racist, you're a white supremacist, you're a, oh, yeah. you're a sexist, you're a, well, I got a new IST word. I'm a gracist. With heavy on the G. I like it. I'm a gracist. And when you think about it, and this is what I tell our people, I said, you know what? I was in one of our managers meeting. I said, you know what? Half of you in here didn't vote the way I did. Half of you in here probably don't think like I do. Half and some of you in here are a different color skin than I am, but I can show you grace. That's loving your neighbor. And yep. you can give it back to me. We yep. can show and instead of getting on Facebook and beating each other up or, yep. or or somewhere else, let's just show each other some grace. I believe that's our step into loving you your you. neighbor. And uh, but anyway, grace is on here, charity, respect, compassion, smile, generosity, empathy, enduring, selfless, uh, forgiving, gratitude, caring. Um, all these words sound familiar. The only ones that are missing are self-control. And by the way, that one took me a while to learn. And I'm, and <laughs> it's, it's still, coming. It still rears its head from time to time. But, but what uh, I love about the idea is that, I mean, in, in today's world and culture, so many people understand. And the pandemic has been through the roof, which is another reason why I'm sure sales are up everywhere. Because people are in a drive-through line. In fact, I, I've noticed it because Lisa and I are back and forth to Alabama all the time. So sometimes we got to stop and eat somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was like this is insanity. It, at three o'clock in the afternoon, there's a long line at the drive-through. In the old days, you know, at lunchtime it was like right. that. But you right. know, but but so what's happening is everybody's they've gotten used to now going, getting their food, and then taking it somewhere. And so what I love about your idea, Kenny, is that someone's waiting there. So I've spent time as well, 10, 15 minutes waiting to get your food. And you're just sitting there, usually looking at your phone, whatever, because you're 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 in a line, you're bored. But you've got something now for people to look at and contemplate. You right. know, it, wonderful. Mean, which and is also, brilliant. if you'll notice, there is a little bit of business in this too. The biggest, boldest one is patience. Okay, yeah. so if you are in line and we're messing up inside, <laughs> patience and grace. Okay, <laughs> that helps the person to work at the window, right? Exactly. <laughs> Buy us a little time here. Okay. Well, you know, another thing I think is brilliant by what you're doing. So, Dad has showed on the podcast several times when we share the gospel with people, we have these little symbols we use. Because the guy that shared with dad first came up with that. And it was yep. just a, it was just a visual. Because we were talking about different people looking at things differently. 
a lot of people learn visually. I'm a some visual. some people are audio. You know, there's different ways. So this is just another way to show what Jesus did, rather than just maybe necessarily reading the verses. Mm-hmm. And so it's the arrow and the cross, and then a little tomb, and then a cross. Him going back to heaven and coming back. It's just five little simple symbols that tell the story. And so Bill Smith, the guy that converted Dad and led him to Christ. He came up with that, and he used to use it, and so we thought it was pretty cool. We started, and then people started putting it on stuff. I see it all over the country now. It's all it, over it's, the country. It's out there, and it was interesting that hmm. the guy who came up with it was here, was the one that led us to the Lord. Yep. But but what you're doing is the same thing with your symbol, yeah. is that I people so. ask, right? They do. And I had I had the... Uh, it'll go like that. That's exactly right. Well, the, the lily, look, it's already doing that within the company. Yep. Okay. And I had... Uh, our first new from the ground up, you know, brand new prototype store. I was talking with the staff and I said, does anybody out there ask you, what is that? And they all went, Oh yeah. And I went awesome because that's exactly. And, and what we're probably going to do is come up with a little card that has that symbol on it and talks about grace and, and on the back. So that if I don't get, the most vocal person get asked that question or we have failed in training somewhere they can hand them a card anyway. So we're going to spread that. Love your neighbor. I mean, we're going to spread it and we get to share a meal too, Phil. We, you know, we get to cook them a great meal too and and spread love your neighbor. And I get to teach a younger generation what it means to love your neighbor. One of the things that dad did, you know, from watching the, from watching the show from duck dynasty is that if dad ever tried to be overt with, the Bible, it got cut. I mean, it was that's a, that's not going to make it on air. So he figured out wisely, not too long into the process, that if he's just doing his philisms, and he's you know sounds like he's nine hundred years old, which we talked about. <laughs> but a lot of times, those were Bible verse. Dad would just do the verse in the conversation. Well, these yeah. people don't know the Bible. So you were sneaking in. That's, you were sneaking in the word of God onto the show that they weren't going to really put it on there. That's right. By knowing it, mm-hmm. which we talked about. What's the verse in Hebrews that says uh, you you train your mind by the constant use of the Yeah, yeah. yeah Crane it with righteousness. You know how, how to distinguish good from evil. Right, right. By constantly <laughs> having the Word of God in there. And so mm-hmm. I think that's that was Dad's philosophy. And so it really served him well. And that's kind of like with this. These are biblical themes. You're not ha- taking the Bible and beating that's it over right. his head, you're, but you're speaking the words that Jesus spoke, that's yep. right. which is the power. Because that's, mm-hmm. that, that's how you do it in our culture, because they're going to shut you down if you just try to go. I oh, mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you Absolutely. just try to go in there and say, well, here's the book, chapter, verse. I mean, they're just going to write you off. But Long-haired, you... tattooed, oh, holy yeah. roller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. That's yeah. what they do with You're that. You're going to get a little blowback, but just remember, solid food, these scriptures, and you ingest these through your ears, and they go into your heart. Out of the overflow of the heart, your brain, the mouth speaks. So solid foods for the mature who, by constant use, have trained themselves to do something incredible, to distinguish good from evil. Pretty simple when you get right down it to really it. It really is. We all know what evil is. We know what good is. That's so right. Train yourself to know the difference. Yeah. So let's take one last break. So our last segment, Kenny, I want to ask you two questions. Okay. One is, so you had this year now under your belt. God was already working on you, but obviously this last year, you went, all the chips went in you know, as you described, which is great. I love that analogy. So what, what do other people, so you got a lot of people work for you. You got a lot of people in your life. What have other people noticed about that? Or what, oh. what have they said to you? Or, you know, what, what, how do people remark about what they're seeing in your life? Let today? me tell you the, the, the neatest thing was on my birthday and they wouldn't let me open it because I was traveling. I was on my way here and uh, they said, they, they gave me a, a box with a Buffalo on the front. Because I, I call our I call our company a buffalo buffalo culture. When storms come, we lean into the storm. Buffalo lean in. They don't run away. They lean in, and uh, so they had a little buff, and they all had a little card in there with their their favorite scripture on it, mm. and kind of and a note to me. Yeah. And I'll tear up talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they've seen a change. Yeah. There's a calm about me that I haven't always possessed. I'm a I'm still intense. I haven't lost my warrior spirit. I've got to. I've got to have that to 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 try keep to, it. 
to try to whoop those competitors out there and all that stuff. But uh, but they've seen a calm in me and a kindness in me that I don't think I had before. Right. And and I'll tell you overtly, one of the things I was a war- world class cusser okay i mean i was i was not only good phil i was world class okay i mean if you can imagine well this remember out of the overflow (laughs) of the heart i'm with you i'm with (laughs) you i'm gonna tell you a good story here i have the first couple weeks i even text al after i got i said al i started i put a swear jar in my office and if i said something i had to put money in it Mm -hmm. and i don't really like to part with my money so uh that was as punishing as i could possibly be to myself and uh, and the first couple weeks i think i told you i let a couple go and and, then he said hey that's not bad that was kind of his accountability yeah it's not bad and but i'll tell you i have uh i I think that's the first thing. And the reason that I picked that, because that's that's not a heart. That's I wanted that's an overt difference that people could see immediately. How yep. do I respond? And yep. and with what language do I respond with? We, we talk about it, by the way, a lot on the podcast because a lot of people listening have the same issue. Mm-hmm. And dad says all the time. That's how people are going to get their impression of you is, right. is what comes out of your mouth. That's 100%. Right. And I'm going to tell you, I, I think you could poll them and they would all tell you that uh, he's good. Uh, he's got it. Uh, he's got it linked. Now, there are times I go flim, flam, plume, flarm. You know? <laughs> good, good, tree, good trees cannot bear bad fruit. Yeah. Bad trees cannot bear good fruit, according to Jesus. And you look at that, you say, hmm, have to be careful. Yeah, um, what kind of what they hear coming out of me? What right. the fruit? That's right. Which is a great thing for anybody, All even on the golf course too. Even on the golf course. I had I actually taught Andy when he was little that I one time I let one go and he was my caddy. He was driving the cart, and I said, "Hey, don't tell your mama I said that. That's a golf course word." Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I tried. I tried. Here I was yeah. manipulating my son. All right. Yeah. So he would go home and tell on me. But I tell you, I'm. I, I've been good on that. And you'd have to talk to my wife. You'd have to see if she sees a change in my daughters and my kids and the people around me. Because Any way you cut it. I think they uh, have. So If you don't use filthy language ever, cursing, you just are easier to be around. 100%. It, it just is. It is what well, it is. Well, because usually it's – and I read your book, which, by the way, your book is called Beyond the Drive? Behind the Drive. Behind the Drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's excellent, by the way. So I, I feel like I know you pretty well after reading your book because you read somebody's life and their story. But – I, I, it was it was not just the cursing, but it was the anger 100%. and everything that went with it. And so mm-hmm. that calm you mentioned now, and I love the buffalo thing. I had never heard that before, but mm-hmm. I, I love that idea. Is that I mean things things are going to be challenging. And if you have done what you've done and have this many people that are you know in your life every single day, and some people not doing their job, and some people have to be fired, unfortunately, and all the things that can happen. Right. And reading the your story along the way it really helped me understand how then that that puts you how the evil one can come in and press the right buttons and so that's what you have to give up and that's what you gave him last year you you said that the last of what i've held back Mm-hmm. is yours now. I said, I'm out. I'm out on all that other stuff right now. And, and, and please hold me accountable. Yeah. Yep. You know, I asked my people, the only time recently that I've gotten a little upset was we had a, we had a, a an operator of one of our stores ask a, who was 35, ask a 17 year old girl to send him some nude pics. So we terminated his employment immediately. Yep. Well, the community kind of came after one of my guys because he had fired that guy because they liked him and, and threw a chair across the store. Imagine that because, and we didn't want to bury that guy by telling him the reason why. So my poor guy took him and I got a little intense that day. Okay. As a matter of fact, I had to catch myself a couple of times and, uh, but, uh, regretted immediately how, but it was because of the way they treated my guy, you know, it wasn't, um, but for the most part though, I'm, I'm, once again, well, big time human becoming, not a being yet. I'm still working, and uh, definitely, I'm definitely all in, and and, so uh, last, and last hopefully way, sending the right Kenny, message. may your burgers never burn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, last question, we got just a couple of minutes left. Is what would you say? A lot of folks listen to the podcast. A lot of people had similar experiences to you. Some have even come here. Some there'll be some more come. Uh, although we said all along, like you, you can come here where every Sunday, that's what we do. But at the same time, you don't have to come. You still turn your life over to Christ wherever you are right. any day of the week. But what would you tell folks that maybe are where you were that just haven't put the chips in 
you know, yet, how, what would be your encouragement to them as they're listening today? Because I guarantee you people are listening today and they hear your story and they're like, man, that's me. I'll tell you what, if you just literally think about a restaurant chain without a drive through sales growing, and because I'm running God's business, I mean, he owns it. I'm just the steward. And if you don't, if you, if, if it's economics that moves you, if it's the spirit that moves you, if it's whatever, let me tell you, I am a happier I am a more joyful, I am a, a more loving man than I used to be. Yeah. And if you want those things, then don't hesitate. Yeah. Do not advise. Life, life and immortality has been given to you and Amen. us as well. That's, that's all we're showing. Porn with you, life and immortality. Man, that's a cool, cool position to be. And, that's you right. know, from our perspective, it's really interesting because, you know, we, we didn't plan to do this podcast I mean, we we started out doing Dad's show called In the Woods with mm-hmm. Phil, and it's just kind of Dad's musings about what he does every day in his life. Of course, that includes a lot of Bible and a lot of helping people, and but it's also about running crawfish traps and yep. you know doing stuff on the land. And so that's where we started this, and then because of Blaze TV, which is our our network, um, they had the vision to say, "Hey, we think you guys need to do a podcast, and you know we'll provide." the ability for you guys to produce it, which they have and, and put the platform out there for you to do it and said, you know, it doesn't, most of their shows are about politics, Mm -hmm. you know, their political commentary. A few of us like, um, Allie, best Stucky over in Dallas or, or, or more biblical. And, uh, and they, and they've embraced that, which think about it now in our culture, almost every network doesn't want anything biblical or anything like that anywhere near it. Yep. You know, they don't want that. In fact, we, we were trying to pitch a show to A&E after our show, uh, which I thought was a really cool concept about forgiving people. And they were like, oh, we, we want edgy, not earnest. Yes. That, that was the word that came back to me. And I was thinking, like, that's why all the crap is on TV. So, you know, we have this opportunity. And then to have a back-to-back podcast where we're talking to Noah yesterday, who's on the other coast, mm-hmm. doing what he's doing. The same kind of thing you're doing, and then having you on the far east coast, the other coast, in right. North Carolina. I hope here we will, are in the middle. I hope people will follow you. You, uh, your, your thinking, because so. your thinking is correct. So if you're ever, uh, especially most of your uh, stores are in the Carolinas, but they're spreading right. Yeah, it's, they're they're uh, Carolinas. Are so the Highway way 55. To Texas, my, so yeah. Highway 55. Uh, yeah. We're wearing our hats today. Thank you for wearing the hat. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. You send me some swag, yeah. and so yeah. I wear it on here for you. If you uh, if you want a good bar, I still haven't tried one because I haven't we'll been. Get your fix up. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah. We're gonna have to try one. And uh, started out kind of a fifties theme. Now you're moving to eighties, which That's is right. probably a good idea. Eighties uh, and Americana, and like I say, they're gonna get a little bit of. Yeah, get a little bit of Jesus, even if they don't know what hit them. So, so it's gonna be all so right. So when too. you were here a year ago, we uh, you came over to our house and and had uh, supper, mm-hmm. and Jay Stone, my son-in-law, grilled up a beef tenderloin that that you really enjoy because you're a meat guy. I was very impressed. Yeah, and so perfect medium rare. We, did, we didn't okay. plan this. Well, I have the last two days, but we didn't plan this when you were coming. That guess what we're having for lunch. Beef tenderloin. Back nice. on them tenderloin. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go hit it. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.